Hello and welcome to the Daily Zen Podcast. My name is Charlie Ambler, the creator of Daily Zen. This is this week's free episode of the podcast. I released uh, the premium episode a few days ago. That can be accessed on uh, patreon.com slash daily zen. Each week I post a exclusive essay and an exclusive podcast on there. and There's the opportunity to discuss various things and suggest topics and stuff like that. And this is this week's free episode. I'm going to discuss a topic suggested on Twitter earlier this week. I think the best topic that was suggested was how to balance your digital and physical lives by Matt Baguetta. I find that as someone who all of my work that I do is done on the internet, so a lot of my existence sort of is beamed up into the digital void as it is, and uh, there's sort of this weird phenomenon that occurs when we start to identify with these sort of virtual behaviors that we do on the internet. The strangest part being that so much of it is image-based and the sort of experience of living life before... Well, I remember when I was a kid before we had a computer. Um, I was just just old enough to miss having a computer by five to seven years. And just kind of the shift that occurs from experiencing life as it is simply and directly to having, you know, half of your day spent experiencing life in the quote-unquote real world, and then the other half spent sort of staring at a screen, manipulating various numbers and codes and words in order to produce something. It's very bizarre. I mean, I have uh, all of my things that provide me with my livelihood. Daily Zen is a hobby, but I, I run a business that exists completely on the internet and relies on social media to advertise the products that I sell. And the products that I sell are real, so I I imagine it would be even weirder to have the product be digital and sort of exist in this digital realm and have your entire subsistence come from the virtual, quote-unquote. So it's, it's just, it's fascinating. And it's, to manage it means to basically balance your online existence with your real-life existence, quote-unquote, you know, so to speak. I keep saying quote-unquote. But um, the, the sort of important thing that I've found in personal experience is to not allow there to be a distance between the self that you project on, whether it's, you know, on the internet or However else, like, people project a a fake self in real life, too, and that creates a lot of problems. The sort of advice that I give to people in real life applies just as much to doing anything online or in the virtual world, just because you don't want there to be any disharmony between your actions, your thoughts, and your intentions, basically. So... If you are sort of using this digital 
potential for anonymity or ability to create a, a new identity for yourself online and sort of live this schizophrenic existence of, you know, you are this one person online and you're someone different in real life, uh, which I sort of experienced a little bit when I, for the first few years that I was doing Daily Zen and writing and generating a lot of traffic and becoming known as a, as a writer or blogger or whatever you want to call it but never sharing that with people who I knew. And so people who knew me had no clue that I did this and that it had so many followers or whatever. And that created in me sort of this weird tension between, it was fun because it's, it was like a secret thing that I did, but it created a weird tension where you sort of excuse yourself of responsibility for the things you say or the things you feel or you know, there's something dishonest about holding yourself to different standards in different situations. So, you know, the same way that, that we shouldn't put on airs around people who we think we can get something from, we should be just as honest and respectful and kind of normal and not pretend to be someone other than who we are. We shouldn't use the virtuality of the internet to project a false version of ourselves or an idealized version of ourselves. People do that when they they like to pretend that they're political commentators on the internet, on Twitter especially. They like to pretend that they are, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit on the internet that, you know, people who are like, pretend to be animals and people who get really into fandom and writing, you know, pretending to be various characters and things that they watch or whatever. There's a million different kind of weird ways that you can role-play as someone else on the internet, all of which I think sort of promote this idea that what you're doing doesn't have an influence in your actual life, when in fact it does. The virtual and the real are not completely separate. There's not sort of this separate experience that you have that you can put away when you go out into the real world. And so if you spend a ton of time on the internet pretending to be someone else or thinking in a different way from how you think in real life or maybe sharing ideas that you would never share with anyone in real life. Sort of, The more you create this dissonance between how you act on a day-to-day -day basis and how you sort of want to fashion your actions in this realm where you're not necessarily held responsible for them, that's when it causes trouble. And it's very tempting for people who have insecurities and who have difficulties in the real world to sort of use the internet as a retreat. And you see that in all these different weird subcultures and communities of people who rely on these projections of themselves in order to feel kind of like they belong. I mean, you see it in... I've been a Tumblr user for eight years or so mostly for, I use it for art history and for quotes, like finding Zen quotes and stuff like that. And to see the amount of people that you just kind of stumble upon that are role-playing as, you know, teenagers who role-play as um, like communists or Nazis or, you know, like all the alt-right stuff is kind of like that. And then there's the, the, the people who role-play as freedom fighters, like the Antifa people. And then there's people who role-play as, um, you know, you can kind of put on any sort of guys that you want and no one in, in the, the world really can necessarily know what it is that you're doing on there and so you have people who are sort of trying on all these different masks the way that people do 
more in depth in real life, but they can do it in this in this pseudo world where they don't really have to follow through all the way. And so there's just a lot of strange stuff that seems real that isn't real, like you know people creating these political conflicts on the internet or disagreements or um, I don't know, just sort of all these virtual conflicts that you know they have a bearing in the real world, but they're not really they're not really consequential in any way. And the people who are participating in them feel like there's some sort of deeper significance to them. But, you know, it's sort of just this virtual thing. The same way if I share photos of various classical paintings and Bach cello concertos and quotes from Lao Tzu, it doesn't make me a, it doesn't make me an East Asian scholar. It doesn't make me a musicologist and it doesn't make me a, an art historian. Um, but you can pretend to be whatever you want in a way that you can't necessarily do in the real world. The problem, I think, is that there's so much of that now that people, it's, it's fragmented our real life existence even more where people get practice online pretending to be these various things and then that, that eventually creeps into real life and you have people who can kind of every couple of years try on a new costume or even every couple of months, I mean, there's people who go from being, you know, this to that, jumping all around, whether it's pretending to be various subcultures, like, you know, being a hipster and then a goth and then a, I don't know, like a SoundCloud rapper, or <laughs> you can kind of try on like any, any sort of weird costume that you want. And because so many other people are conditioned to only see the surface of these various personas and to judge based on the surface because that's what we do online and because we spend so much of our time online you kind of have the world that's starting to reflect the virtual world where there's a, a deep sense of dishonesty and confusion that is i feel over the past maybe 10 years or so starting to permeate um, interactions in real life it's a tension it's a dissonance between the there were a bunch of uh revolutionary writers in the 60s that called it the spectacle and uh, I'm not I'm not like a Marxist or anything but I read those guys in college and I I always think of this idea of the spectacle where you're sort of there's this consumer society that's encouraging us to project views of ourselves and views of other people onto the real like the real projecting the virtual onto the real and pretty soon the virtual and the real become indistinguishable and you sort of have all these people who are living half of their half of their lives are real and then the other half is sort of this this role-playing game and that's only possible with the proliferation of images that occurs with the internet and the sort of the speed at which we're able to sort through information and the accessibility we have to it so like anything, the word of advice is to take it with a grain of salt and to not let yourself get sucked into um, any sort of like weird community on the internet if you're not willing to uphold the responsibilities that come with identifying with something strange or something abnormal in real life. Because the dissonance that that creates inside of you will cause a lot of trouble and if it doesn't seem apparent right away it will later on and if anything the last thing you want to do is to feel like you have to hide anything 
about yourself or like you have to lie to people, whether it's online or somewhere else. So the same way that we, behind closed doors, when we're alone, you know, we think we think certain things and we act certain ways. And one would hope that the way that we think, the way that we act, and the way that we want to act are all in harmony. Otherwise, there's going to be different problems and pathologies and neuroses that come from that lack of harmony. And the big, it's kind of just a, comes down to being honest, really. I mean, you know, you're either honest about who you are and what you're interested in and what, what really captivates your attention or you're not. And so there's no real difference between a digital life and there shouldn't be a difference between your digital life and your real life. There should be a, a perfect continuity really between your activities in the virtual and your activities in the real. Um, because you just don't want to risk that separation becoming too intense because it's just, I don't think it's something that is healthy or natural for people to do. The same way it's not healthy or natural to be a spy or a traitor, you know, you're kind of being a traitor to yourself when you pretend to be something somewhere and pretend to be something else somewhere else. It's kind of a snaky thing to do, you know. So tying that back into a spiritual context, the practice of, you know, reflection and um, understanding the self that we do when we meditate and we read about this stuff and everything else is sort of that practice of learning how to be honest with yourself and how to understand yourself at face value. And hopefully that sort of allows your mind to to be true to itself enough to not create those fractured identities and to not cling to the virtual ghosts too much. Because um, the, I don't know, worrying too much about, there's a real, there's a real intoxication that comes from really getting, getting plugged into the, you know, virtual life of Whatever, whether it's obsessing over sort of different discussions, like people have these crazy debates on Reddit or YouTube or Tumblr or whatever. People get really into that and they start to identify with who they become in those environments and they start to sort of become this different sort of person. And just not, not doing that too much, like trying to make sure that you're aware of yourself, that you're not losing yourself in these activities, that you're uncovering yourself ideally in them and that you can make peace with yourself for whatever you are doing instead of like trolling people or <laughs> just trying to cause a ruckus in some way. And, you know, if your destiny is to be a troll or to be a rabble rouser, do, you know, own it, embrace it. Uh, and if you're not going to, if you're not willing to be like that in a public situation or at a party, uh, don't do it in the virtual world because every action has a consequence, whether we can see it or be held responsible for it or not. Um, you know, if you commit a crime and you don't get caught for it, that doesn't mean you didn't commit a crime. And it doesn't mean that you won't hold yourself morally culpable for that. So, you know, if you're irresponsible or even just doing things on the internet that are different from the way you would behave in real life, your subconscious is going to hold yourself accountable for that. And it might not be immediately apparent, but, um, it will manifest in some way you know you can't really you can't hide anything from yourself and a lot of the times we are actually a lot smarter and more perceptive of what we're doing than we think we are 
and your subconscious does a lot of that work for you. So connecting with it by, you know, meditating and reflecting and understanding yourself is the, excuse me, the best way to avoid it and to not let it um, impact other parts of your life that would otherwise be left unaffected. I think the best way to start is like, I always see people's profiles and they say they're, you know, wife, mother, um, anarchist, capitalist, you know, it's like they, they, people in their Twitter profiles always, when I'm interacting with fans of Daily Zen, there's always these proclamations, these little labels that we, that people put on themselves. And it's just, what's the point? You know, you, you really want to cultivate a relationship with someone that sees a single word in a fake internet profile of yours and goes, oh yeah, oh wow, they're a, they're a socialist. I want to identify with that. Or like, oh, they're a, a libertarian. Oh, that, yeah, I want to be friends with that person on the, in the fake internet world. You know, so try to distance yourself from identifying with these, all of these images and labels and spectacles, you know, that's the real, that's the rub, as they say. Um, I don't really have any need to go on and on and on about that. So I will leave it there. Thank you for suggesting that topic. I hope that people will either DM me or suggest more topics on Twitter. And I'll, um, this week I was a little late with this episode and the other episode because of a, I had a day off. And so I just kind of enjoyed my day off, but next week we'll be back to the normal schedule. So thanks for listening. If you like what I do here on the dailyzen.org and twitter.com slash dailyzen, and you like the podcast, I encourage you to support what I do by subscribing on Patreon. The way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash dailyzen. And uh, since I premiered that uh, premium program where I'm offering a, f- a free extra um, exclusive extra podcast episode and essay to people who subscribe, I've noticed a really positive response. And so I want to say thank you for supporting this project and encouraging me to put more time into it because when I see that sort of support, I make it more of a priority in my day because I have a lot of other stuff that I'm also working on. So thank you for listening. And you can also find, I forget to say it always, but this is on iTunes. So you can just subscribe on iTunes. You don't have to get it on SoundCloud. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening.